Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for hanging out with us this Wednesday. Lori and Julia here on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. We're streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We're also on the MyTalk app and get yourself registered in our listener rewards because this month we got cash prizes all month long. What yes. are we giving away? Cash. Cash. Nice. Gold hard cash. Nice. Gold and hard. who doesn't need that right now? Exactly. I'll take it. All right. All Just right. for listening. Hi, everybody. Hi. Happy it's, hump day. It's Wednesday. We're halfway to the weekend, and that's always good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just thinking how grateful I am that we're having this beautiful summer. Oh, I know, because let me tell you, I'm getting the Seattle weather report uh-huh. every day for the last 10 days. We've got sweatshirts and fuzzy socks <gasps> on, raining again. Cold again. Oh, it's going to be a high of 62 today. They've oh. had no summer in Seattle. Yeah. And they've been locked down like two weeks longer than longer we were than, we. than most of the country. Yeah. And um, so. We just got locked down. <laughs> you know, and now they're locked down on the weather. Oh, and no. So, yeah, my mom is just really there. They had a brief. Respite on Sunday afternoon, and my mom's goal for the last, I swear, three weeks has been, I want a hot day so I can drink one of my beers of the six-pack I bought in March outside. (laughs) And enjoy the sun and just have a beer in the hot sun. (gasps) Sunday afternoon, she finally did. And okay. she said it got to, you know, it was like a whole, like, 75. No, we've been so, because yeah. this is our heat. This is love our it, our it, sweet it. spot. I love it, and I'm so glad it's not raining every day, and I'm so glad we're not experiencing winter right now with what, everything we're going through. I just feel this is something to be grateful for. There you that go. That sun has been shining. Well, something not to be grateful okay. for, and we couldn't even talk oh. about it when we learned this news on Monday, and that is that the CW canceled the show that, People didn't know they needed this spring. Oh. Katie Keene on the CW. It would have been a huge hit if it would have been on Netflix. Probably, because it's a show about acceptance, friendship, family, being yourself no matter what, inclusion, diversity, joy. spreading important messages, joy, fashion. Fashion, singing, and it was pretty like, people love. Yeah. Oh, I love that show. It was so, so, so good. So, Holly, have you given us something that we can do? Well, I'm looking for a petition for all of okay. us to sign to save Katie Keene. Mm-hmm. Surely some streaming service will want to pick up the show. Well, here's oh, here's what Deadline me, is reporting. Lori made me, so we had to, the main character's name is 
Katie Heen, Lucy no, Hale. Lucy Hale. So My pretty she, little liar. Yeah, she did an Instagram about how upset she was and she didn't know how to share the news with anybody. So Lori made me watch this today. You turned me on to it, but I finished it before you. I love this show. It's Loved Gossip it. Girl meets Sex the, and City yes. meets just fun. But modern and yes. fresh. With, and you don't really know what era it is. That's the other You're thing. You're right, Lori. About that show that it, was kind of cool because it's just about these young people living in New York City. You know that big department stores are still in. Yeah. Because there's, there's, it's, the heart of it has a little department but store. But Bergdorf Goodman yeah. still exists. And yes. that's basically the department store that they're mimicking in this show. But it was just. It's called it, Katie Keene. Yeah, it's so, so good. So Deadline is reporting, and I'm really shocked at my CW. I mean, they gave a second, the shows. a second season to Siren, a show about mermen and merwomen. Which was so dumb. It wasn't dumb, but it's not It's not Katie Keene. Anyway, so uh, the W, uh, you know, the, um, the CW or WBTV, uh, they have until July 31st to pursue a streaming deal and their sister their corporate sibling is hbo max oh all right so it could end up there it would do very well on hulu or for netflix but it's got a great it's just a really great show and when i tweeted about it last night i was just all worked up about it we had you know Low J people who like were they were equally as upset that started watching the show because it was just so charming, right? At the same time, highlighting you know societal problems that every you know people that are universal, yeah. And, oh, and it, they're not streaming this on Netflix. I don't understand why because and, they don't. It's it's a CW doesn't have a deal with them for you know. Well, Riverdale streamed on Netflix, right? But they made that deal, and they don't. They've got. You know, Riverdale is five seasons, yeah. and there's some more shows behind it. But oh, gosh. Anyway, so we're, we're going to keep our fingers crossed for Katie King because it really is just a delightful, wonderful show. And we're going to send out the petition. We're going to get yeah. everyone to well, sign Well, you can go to the show links page of okay. Lori and Julia, mytalk1071.com. You can sign the change.org petition. All right, I'm doing it's it right up now. right now. Go sign it. They still need about a thousand more signatures. Oh, for that's this. it? That's there you it. go. Okay, this is our. New fundraising this week. Katie Keene. Keen. We've got to save Katie Keene. And then the other show that I just would like to highlight that is my must-watch every Tuesday night. The finale is next week. Uh, it is on, um, what channel is uh, Betty Broderick? The, the Dirty it's John. USA, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. So already right, signed the petition. That is... The finale for Dirty John, the Betty Broderick story, is next um, Tuesday night. Amanda Peet is doing the most amazing acting of her life in this show. That show is so compelling. Really? Even though I haven't even we, touched it. Oh, Julia, it's so good. It, it's because of Anna, Amanda Peet, 100%. Right. Because okay. this story... It's just like Dirty John last year. Yeah. It's based on a real life story. Uh, the The story is already known. You already know the ending when you start watching the show. But I mean, if you had a mom uh, in the 80s, early 90s, the costuming and fashion and hair is just incredible right? picture of that time. But Amanda Peet 
is... She's a good actress. But this is the best work she's ever done. All right, fine. There, I mean, some. there is no doubt that she will be nominated. It, she is so good because you actually feel... Because it's it's not a fun, zany ride or anything because it is about this marriage that breaks up and Betty Broderick, gaslighting, jealousy, mental illness, emotional abuse patriarchal BS that's happening to women. She's been the stay-at-home Yeah, mom. yeah. But she gives it so much. My sister and I are obsessed with it. We're like, we have to watch it every Tuesday night. Like, right, it's Dash a must-watch. All right. It's just a much, it's just Amanda Peet is everything it's, in this. All right. It's, I think, her, her career best performance. And the finale wraps up next week. And I have kept myself from Googling where Betty Broderick is right now. Oh, because you're going to wait till the end to find I mean, out I what know, the rest of the story yeah, is. Yeah, okay. I know. I know what happens, right. but I don't know, you know. All right. Well, here, I've got happened. a question for you. Yeah. Okay. Do you, um, I know Holly watched it for two minutes, um, 3.65. On Netflix, she hated it. I, I watched did, two thirds of it. Two-thirds. Oh, you made it through two thirds. Did yeah. you touch it? Did no. you even touch? Oh, yeah. Julia, I have too many good shows to watch. <laughs> but that um, was that an have, assignment. I, I know, but I decided that Holly did the assignment for us, and how Holly felt about it is going to be how you're going to feel. Is going to be how right, I perfect. felt about it because perfect. Holly and I know Pornhub, and you don't. Right. And so, right All there, right. you're out of the loop. <laughs> Jeez, poor little me, my little pop tart. Persona doesn't go there. All right, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us on this Wednesday. So, woke up this morning to the news that the notorious uh, pedophile Mary Kay Letourneau was dead at the age of 58. I I know, it came across last night. Oh, did it come across last night? I I didn't see it because I was too busy watching Dirty John, the Betty Broderick story. (laughs) So, but it was trending this morning, and I don't, I can't remember how this audio starts, but one of the things that I am really shocked at this story, and she's okay. the woman who, she uh, um, basically raped her student, she was 34, and, and he, Billy was 12, 12 in sixth grade, and he was her student, and um, I mean, his childhood was stolen from him, and then, yep. you know, she ended up, you know, having two kids with him by the time he was 15 in jail, you know, married him years later. But one of the things I was kind of shocked about with some of the headlines with this is that a lot of how they, like she had an affair with him. No one is really calling her the notorious, I mean, she's one of the most notorious pedophiles uh, in this country as far as the story of what happened. Became famous for a sexual relationship. Yeah, yeah. it's, I mean, anyway, so I'm curious how how the Today Show, they gave it just like 38 seconds. Here we go. Mary Kayla Turno, the former Seattle teacher who was convicted of raping a 13-year-old student, has died after a months-long battle with cancer. Luterno made headlines back in the 90s after admitting she had a sexual relationship with her former sixth grade student, Vili Falau. Luterno served seven years in prison. She gave birth to two of Falau's children before he turned 15. The couple was married for 14 years before divorcing in 2019. Luterno's lawyer said she was surrounded by her children and her former husband when she passed away. Mary Kay Luterno was 58 years old. Okay, so they did say she was convicted, but then they said, you know, she had a relationship. And it's just like, that's so 
that's such strange wording. And I mean, even like entertainment tonight, we're going to be looking back at Mary Kay Letourneau at her life in her final days. I know she gave a lot of interviews. She did a sit down with Barbara Walters. Oh, yeah. They did. They a, wrote a book together. Yeah, and they, they were did. married for 12 years and just got divorced last year. Villu. Villy? Villy. Just call him Villy. But they did a crazy, crazy interview a couple um, years ago. This story was everywhere. It was everywhere. everywhere. Out of Seattle. She's the daughter of a conservative Republican congressman. Yeah. And his political career He's like was, a John Bircher. Yeah, but for those of us who don't know. Oh, a very white supremacist, right. you know, blah, And blah, he blah. fathered two children out of wedlock. Yeah. But she that, had four kids. She had four other kids yes. that she never saw again after yes. after the what happened oh. with him. I mean, I hope now his kids are adults and they showed up in this crazy interview and she still was bucking. She still was saying that he pursued her in when they first grade. met in sixth grade and that they shared a lot of common interests and it, love is love and you can't stop love. She was 34 and he was 12. And um, was so the this mother of four, I mean, I just four other kids right. and then she goes to prison, gets out of prison, gets supposed to stay away from him. I mean, by the time Billy is 15, he has two children. I know. One mm-hmm. at 13 and a kid at 15. So his daughters are adults in their 20s. Audrey he can go and Georgia. He can go live his best long overdue adolescence as a DJ and a gentleman pot farmer. And I hope he's... Is that what he does? Yeah, I hope he had some therapy. That was uh, what Mary Kay said. The reason that they got divorced last year was that to get a... Uh, gentleman pot farming license in the state of washington you can't be involved with a felon which she would be right so yeah i i just it was really really just like i was just like i couldn't believe a lot she of died these, of colon cancer at 58 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. all right and well, she had their first kid as she's waiting sentencing i know you know, and they... She was out. Her first one, she just got six months, Lori. Yeah. And then she got out. And, and then, then was um, making they, out were, with they were banned from ever being together again. And then they catch them in the van. And from that, she gets pregnant again. And then goes to jail, jail. for seven years, I believe, and uh-huh. has the child in jail. Yeah. The second. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was... It's a very... It, you can remember her. She had a... Very she, she was Bob. the most delusional woman yeah. I've ever seen interviewed. And when I saw her get interviewed two years ago in 2018 with her husband, daughters, I thought she's still delusional. Absolutely no, you know. Right. But she'd already made, uh, you know, her bed, I guess. And her kids, I was just like, oh, my gosh. Um Anyway, just I hate that they called it an affair. Not all a relationship. No, not. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Everybody, but yeah. a lot of times just to get just the... name it. Well, there was a framing of the story of Mary Kay Letourneau in the 90s in a way that w- wouldn't happen today. Right. You know, they're all linked to this. I'll put it up on okay. our show links at bytalk1071.com. Okay. Rollingstone.com does a really good job of contextualizing the way that 90s tabloid media framed the raping of Vili Falau. Mm-hmm. And it was this whole, quote unquote, star-crossed lovers narrative that they would run with in describing this story. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and in a way I that, love how you describe that. Honey. Right. And in a way that you wouldn't see today, if ever. it was a 34 year old right. man and a girl in sixth grade. Well, oh. I think you're yeah. right, Lori, because and it's a woman to a man versus a man to a, a woman a to girl. a boy. Yeah. Woman to a boy, excuse me. Yeah, versus a, woman to a, a man boy. to a girl. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And, and there was kind of this like, Oh, look at that kid. Uh, you know, and even Mary Mary Kay would say things like, "Oh, he was such a grown up looking young man." You know, he looked older. And he was at, in sixth grade. Yeah, I know. I he's mean, a boy. He's still a boy. He's a boy. Yeah, yeah. She, she. Just, I only know. Okay, so I'm trying to think of because it's unusual. Well, never mind. I'm never going to go well, down I mean, this path. She, her just, story was that he relentlessly pursued her, and because they had so many of the same interests, she and she like, was the mother like, of four. Like home class, or whatever you call that, like math, like music and choir, right. like English, mm-hmm. like science, mm-hmm. like lunch, yeah. recess. We had recess and common. We were just so yeah. made for each other. But she was delusional. Obviously, she struggled. I mean, she must have had issues. I mean, Come on. Well, I mean, I, it couldn't have been easy to have your dad be some congressman and he's a crazy John Bircher. But but at the same time, that's not an excuse for your no, behavior. No, no, I know. All, our parents, yeah. you know. She and had, she was like a young mom of four. I mean, she had four kids by the time she was 34. Maybe, Maybe you know, she just snapped. Who knows? But she kept being delusional all she the was, way through. Mm-hmm. Because I remember we watched that interview. I remember it. on, and we came yeah. and discussed it. And we're like, "Wow, that lady is still, you know, really out of her mind." Anyway, just, just, yeah. And there was a USA Network movie about that. No, I know the All American Girl or something. That Listen is to what right. the name of it. All I mean, American Girl. It's just, it's something you would never, ever, ever see again. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Right. Oh, boy. Anyway, yeah, I hope Billy, you know, like I said, he lives his long overdue adolescence. He's a DJ and a gentleman pot farmer, and his kids are grown, and he's only like 36. Yes. Yeah. You know? It's weird, Lori. Well, when you have kids at 13 and 15... You are a kid. You are He was a boy. A boy when those children were born. Yeah, just uh, anyway, um, yeah, I'm just going to call her the notorious Mary Kay Letourneau. It's gone. (laughs) Thank you for 
wrapping that up for us. Oh my gosh, we'll be back. We've got it. We're excited. We've got a, a brand new hot local author that we're going to be talking yes, to. Yes, we do. Sid Gateau is with us, the man with lightning in his eye when we come back. We got a book for you to read. We are delighted. We have uh, Sid Gateau with us and his book, his novel is called The Man with Lightning in His Eye and it's the first in a series Johnny Holiday novel. Hi, Sid. Hi, Sid. Hello. How are you? Hi. I am well, thank you. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. You know, uh, it's it's all to your girlfriend that we have read your book. Jennifer Costello sent us a card and your book. And she she just asked us if, you know, we'd read it. And, you know, we do get people that send us stuff from time to time. And we don't always get to the books or read them or we might not like them. And so anyway, uh, a couple weeks ago uh, or three weeks ago, I read your book, and it's a this it's is a, a big book. It's a big book, and I was so taken with it. I am in love with Johnny Holiday, and I just want to congratulate you on just writing a really great story. Well, well, thank you so much. I had a lot of fun writing it. Um, you know, it, it took me about two years, and I finished up uh, the the version that you have in about uh, December. Um, and uh, that and that version's available for sale on Amazon and Amazon Kindle right now. Um, I'm still working on it a little bit, and I'm working on uh, book two. I'm about a third of the way through the, the first draft of book two, and, and I'm having a lot of fun doing it. All right. Give people the, the setup, setup of The Man with Lightning in His Eye, a Johnny Holiday novel. Give people the setup of the story. Sure. Um, well, it's uh, I, I developed the plot from a, a classic you know, piece of detective fiction, mm-hmm. and I wanted to set it here in... Um, in Minneapolis, but I also I wanted to be free to um, to take some liberties with uh, with the the landscape and, and the city itself. So instead of calling it Minneapolis, I call it um, from its original name Saint Anthony. Mm-hmm. And so it's like so it's like set in an alternate reality, you know. And and Johnny Holiday, he's he's not a detective. He's a he's a journalist or he's an aspiring journalist, and he gets commissioned to. Um, to do a little investigation and research on on a, on a missing person, and uh, you know, a series of, of unexpected adventures takes place, and it leads him into some strange and interesting places. <laughs> and, yes, uh, you know, it's a little. There's a a slight touch of the supernatural going on. Uh, I try to keep it kind of understated, but there's something mysterious just sort of happening in the air, and and it's yeah. set during the Great Depression, um, and yep, it's. And- Oh, go ahead. No, yeah, in the 1930s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm two-thirds of the way through. I'm not as fast of a reader as Lori, and this is a big darn book. <laughs> um, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Sid Gitto, um, the man with lightning in his eyes, um, a Johnny Holiday novel. It is, all the characters are so rich, and you're so descriptive in your writing, and it's kind of just... Um, it's, it's an unexpected, it's a page turner. Mm-hmm. Love, love, loving it. Well, okay, I got to ask you, Sid. Okay, so obviously I feel like you're a fan of like Raymond Chandler, Mickey Spillane, Dashiell Hammett. I mean, it's got that feel of that sort of detective, noir, mystery thing. Which of those authors, um, you know, did you read? Well, Raymond Chandler is is uh, who I went to for my inspiration, Um it actually came out of a class project. I, I finished a degree in the creative writing program at Hamlin mm-hmm. um, in 2017, and and I, 
this was originally a short story, you know, based on a, a, a classic, you know, Raymond Chandler plot. Okay. And um, it sat on my shelf for a while, and I, I liked it. And I, eventually, uh, a friend of mine challenged me to uh, turn it into a, a full novel. And I said, well, you know, I can do that. And I accepted the challenge, and, and I went forward and wrote the book. Well, oh. it, I mean, it really, it really is... Um, it really is good. I mean, it was just, I really, really liked it. I, I want my husband to read it because this is the kind oh, of book Oh, he would that love it. Casey always reads, Julia and I, maybe not so much, but your storytelling was really good. How hard was it to, like, because you're self-publishing this, right? Yes, that's right. Um, and that, you know, that's it's quite a journey. Um, <laughs> the whole self-publishing thing is very interesting, but... Yeah. Uh, it's it's really the way to get started. What, I, what I've discovered is like, you know, you have to just put it out there and you mm-hmm. have to develop your own um, leadership and, and you have to develop your own social media presence. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually you, you might get picked up by a, a big publisher, but um, but you don't get picked up at all if you don't self-publish, you know, so right. you have to start there. And, and that's where I'm starting, which makes I'm so honored that you're having me on. It's so nice of you. To, to, you know, let a, <laughs> a first-time author look like me be on your show. Well, we have a lot of Minnesota authors. And, we do, you know, and if we hadn't liked your book, we wouldn't have called that's you back. 100%. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's 100% <laughs> the truth. Yeah, that that but, is the truth. So we, we really, it's it's not just because you have a great girlfriend who, but that was very sweet of her. And, and I would say she and, should get some kudos for that. Yeah, but um, <laughs> we wouldn't have asked you right. on if we didn't enjoy the heck out of your book, which we did. And it's always fun, I think, um, reading about a place that you live. So yeah. some of the different landmarks, while well, you've changed the name of Minneapolis to St. Anthony, you're mm-hmm. on Lake Street. You're doing all these other things. Yeah. You're around the lakes. You know, you you get a feel of all that. Sid, I want to ask you, because some of the, like, the storylines that you've got going in the book, you know, it's prohibition and, you know, I, it's a fascinating time. Did you do a lot of research to give the that kind of flavor to your book or how how did you know that? Yeah, um, two things. So I, I did do some research on the period for the book. I also have been doing research on Minneapolis for a set of like a memoir that I'm doing. It's a completely different project. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I learned a lot about um, like Minneapolis uh, based on that memoir research. You know, so and there were certain things that just stood out to me. Like, um, you know, I, I used the the phrase, you know. Um, where Mount Curve is in, in Minneapolis, you know, going up from the, the Walker mm-hmm, Art mm-hmm. Museum, you know. So back in the day, um, they, they used to refer to that ridge, Mount Curve, as the Devil's Spine. So, you know, I, I referenced that in the book. I didn't make that up. That's what the people used to call it, you know. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and, and I just thought that was so interesting. And then it gave like a rich detail for the story, you know, to a, just a little, just a little, you know, ting. Yeah, yeah and there that. is in the 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 magic in it, the drugs, the money, the um, bad park police. Yes. Um, but I, <laughs> I mean, it's really, it's just so good. I'm I'm curious though, because can people get this if they call an independent bookstore? Could they order it that way? Um, so some people have ordered it from like a. a a Borders, I believe, or a Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. I think you can order it from them. Okay. It takes a little bit longer. Okay. Um, and in a couple of months, um, it will be available more widely. You know, on, on different ebook platforms. Right. And, um, it'll. You know, I'll be going through the the major clearinghouse Ingram, Spark, and and they'll be you know available to more bookstores then. Um, so, but right now, Amazon. 
um, ebook or they'll ship out the paperback. Or if you were to go to Sid Gateau's uh, Facebook page, you could order it directly from Sid Gateau. <laughs> oh, there you go. G-A-T-E-A-U-X. Maybe we can put up a link, Holly, yeah, to Sid. That's lightning. what we'll do. We'll That's put up we'll a do. link to our show page. Um, Sid, have you thought about, like, let's just say that HBO or someone in Hollywood came calling and they want to offer you, you know, a six-figure deal to do your Adapt Johnny Holiday into a limited series. Have you thought about who you'd cast as Johnny Holiday? Well, no, actually. I want you to think about that, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. It's well, gotta you know, be I, would, a, I would mm-hmm. like to go. I would like probably like to go with somebody unknown. Unknown. You know, a really yeah. Good. A really good stage actor. You know, would would, would fit the bill. That's that's what I would think. All right, because I I mean you really because uh, you're gonna you're planning on doing a series, right? And when I was done reading the man with lightning in his eye, I wanted to know what's happening to. To uh, Johnny Holiday and, mm-hmm. and what bar he's going to drink Ryan next. <laughs> yeah. um, well, so the the second book is titled uh, "The Woman in the Well," and that's a reference to you know a, a, a situation that developed in the first book. And um, well, so that's right. the woman in the well. You're is giving second, away something. Second... I'm not there yet. Yeah, <laughs> okay. that's, that's okay. Actually, but, I am. Uh, but let me, let me say this, you know, when you said about, you know, which bar is you going to drink Ryan next? Um, mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I enjoyed about about creating this sort of hybridized version of Minneapolis called St. Anthony. It's like, so, so I'm able to pull on that historical scenery, mm-hmm. but then I'm also able to um, pull from my own experience. Because I grew up in South Minneapolis, right. I'm actually fifth generation South Minneapolitan. And so, um, so... So because it's a fictional landscape, I can pull from my own experiences. And, and maybe uh, maybe Becky's Cafeteria wasn't oh. around in the 1930s, but it was around when I was a boy. And yeah. so, oh, I love you know, that place. <laughs> yeah. I love that so, place. Oh. So, I, I, so, so I pulled it in, and I, and yeah. I, and I, and I like that. That's, that's a nice uh, – it's a can be, I was I went to a reading where I read a part of this book with uh, another mystery writer, Matt, Matt Goldman, who wrote a book called Gone to Dust, and – he was telling me about how how much of a stickler his audience was for him, you know, to get his landmarks right in Minneapolis when he was writing about Minneapolis. And I thought, wasn't well, it convenient that I made a fictional Minneapolis so I don't have to? You know, yes, yeah, so you don't have to and, hold, be held to that standard. That's right. Um, Sid, are you doing any like virtual book clubs or anything like that? Doing any readings like that? So I'm, I've started that. In the last couple of months, I've started like a, a full suite okay. of social media pages. And um, what's coming out next is a, a, a weekly podcast for these vignettes that I'm writing about the, character, the ancillary characters who appear in, in The Man with Lightning in His Eye. Um, so there's like one page little vignettes that kind of flesh out the lives of the other characters. I like that. I like that. I was reading that. Hey, we are. We have to go in just a second, but we have to ask you. We ask all of our authors, what was the last great book you read? Well, uh, the last great book that I read and that I'm reading now is called "The White Plague" by Frank Herbert, who wrote Dune. Um, it's a it's a science fiction novel, but it's it's set in the 1980s during the um, during the, the Irish Troubles. And it has a Minneapolis Twin Cities connection. The, the main character was a, a professor at um, in the Twin Cities, and so that's what I'm reading now. And it's a great book. It's it's uh, he wrote Dune, of course, that sold you know 20 million copies. Yeah, right, right. But uh, <laughs> 
but The White Plague is one of his other books that has just a rich story, and, and, and I'm reading that now, and it's really good. Cool. Very cool. Sid, so it nice was to wonderful you. to meet you. Congratulations on just writing a, a great uh, novel, The Man with Lightning in His Eye. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Your show is great. I love it, and thank you again for having me. You're oh, so thanks. welcome. And we're going to post a link to Sid Gado's website so people can order the book. That's right. And, and we come back, Julia, we have a blind item to sooth, uh, sleuth. Who is the 40-something actor universally loathed by all of his female co-stars? Ooh. Well, okay. we are, I so this page, is, you know, we were just talking with Sid Gado. Gado. Gado, um, the man with lightning in his eye. Mm-hmm. I really, I've been cranking at it, Lori, but I'm still not done. Yeah, no, it's, it's like 450 pages. pages yeah. yeah. So, Holly, you would like this book. It sounds it's fascinating. Noir. It's, it's it, really, it's fun. It it's is. Different. It's very different, and but it is, he's yes. really good storytelling. I mean, I read it in like two and a half days. Obviously, it, she... Had did nothing, nothing but going on for seven years of her life in Japan. No, but I mean, I, I just said the, there's I, I, I'm reading so much. Oh, hello. Right now. Are you guys? Yeah. Well, yes. it's easy. Like you said, what else am I going to do but sit here and read this book? Yeah. I mean, you know, every, it's, it's the there's no other there's not that many things going on. No, I know. You know, <laughs> To do, and you do got to take a break from the television. You yeah. can't spend all your time doing that. So, anyway, just and really just the joy of reading enjoyed anyway. that. And yeah. thank you, Jennifer. Okay, so here's the blind item. And Holly, okay. I wonder if it's- this blind item came from Crazy Days and Nights. Yashir Ali from the Huffington Post posted it um, yesterday, last night. Blind item. There's a famous Hollywood actor who nearly every actress I've ever known is grossed out by him. Not in a hashtag me too way, but they just can't stand him on a personal level. It's almost universal. This is an original Yashar Ali blind item. Because I could not figure out who that person is for the life of me. All right. Okay, so... So in the 40s, Leonardo DiCaprio... No, we know it is not. He specified in the comments... Okay. It's not a B-list TV actor. It's someone very famous in his 40s. He also specified it is not Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, Bradley Cooper? Which makes sense because people do like him and he rarely even works with Right, 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 right. For that matter. I had one thought. Okay. Okay. And I... Don't know what you guys think about this. What about Mark Wahlberg? He's 49. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a big time star, one of the biggest A listers. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if he has a reputation. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a this is a movie guy. Yeah, he a movie right. guy. Yeah. Very a famous Hollywood actor. And I would, you know, because Mark Wahlberg is like 49. Yeah. And he was um, so lovely to us when we met him on a corner outside of the SAG Awards. Remember, he, he was his wa- not. I know it. He oh, was no. a total oh, no. dink. Oh, no. His wife was nice. <laughs> no. Weren't they nice? I no. felt like they were nice, Lori. We were standing on the corner. We're with Tanya Hart, our friend yeah. from uh, Hollywood, and she knows him. Oh, yeah. Mark, these are my friends from Minnesota. This is yeah, Lori and Julia. And he's like, oh, hey, how are you? And then he like turned his back to us. I love as, my selected. As we're waiting for the light to cross. And <laughs> his wife is just looking up as, up and down like we had gum stuck all over us. And he kind of turned his back to us and just started talking to 
Um, Tanya, and then he walked across the, the street with us because the light was red. He and- had to. That's what I thought when we hung out. No, he... And we were just walking. He... I love my version better, Lori. He was nicer. He, he was a dink. All right, Clive Owen, but he doesn't work that much. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be James Marsden. He's too delightful. No, that guy was lovely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Mark Wahlberg might be one. Right. I mean... People speculated Bradley Cooper, but Jennifer Lawrence has worked with yeah, him like three him. times. Lady Gaga liked him. Um, yeah, that it doesn't. It doesn't seem like uh, it. It would be him. But all right. um, so I'm just going through a list of actors in their forties so at this point. So, so am I. Hugh okay. Jackman. I feel like he's in his fifties at this okay. point. Yeah. Um, he all right, who is, do you? Who are you or, thinking? Or here's another one. Owen Wilson. Oh, our butter but he, yeah, yeah, even he though he's 50 anything. years old, he's in his early 50s. So a lot of these guys are kind of aging out of maybe the where Yashar Lee was talking about. It can't be the butterscotch stallion. Who are the young ones? Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds. Um, wouldn't be either of those guys. You why? know? Well, because... They're both in their 40s. Yeah, I know, but I just don't think we don't ever hear anything about people not liking them. Well, Holly, I beg to differ. Holly, I believe on a blind item, you said something kind of disparaging about Ryan Reynolds a while back. Oh, you know, I don't remember that off the top of my head. But I I I listen to that (laughs) every day, driving into work. So I'm like, Holly must know that. All right. Well, here's the thing with Ryan Reynolds, and we'll put it in the context of blind items from crazydaysandnights.net, where a guy named NT Lawyer writes all these blind items. Well, what NT Lawyer says is that Ryan Reynolds is not a peach to work with on those Deadpool movies and that he's kind of, as you guys would say, a Dinkus Moranis. Yes. So to your point, Julia, Mm -hmm. that could be very well the subject of this blind item. Right. And I'm trying to think of, well, we would have heard something from, I mean, he's worked with um, Sandra Bullock on the proposal. How could he be awful? I mean, he's just so funny. But that was one name that I kind of... Well, that would make it all the more shocking. Yeah. Where it's like Yashara Lee is just putting this blind item out there where we just we couldn't believe that it was Ryan Reynolds because he does have that reputation of being funny and and nice. And he and Blake Lively do a lot of charitable things together. Right. They do. All right. All right. Well, well, some of the other guesses. Okay. Jeremy Renner. Well, duh. Um, But, but, (laughs) you know, um, but But there are. Do you feel like he's AA? And I just wondered if the blind item on a personal level, they can't stand on a personal level. I mean, I'm wondering if it's somebody who doesn't use deodorant and that's why they don't like him. Oh, a personal, like a smelling level. Well, I just bad wondered breath, if that, that was stink. a hint. You know how they, you can do oh, that. Oh, Lori. All right. Well. Like who, Matthew McConaughey, is, is he over 40? He's 50. Okay. I would imagine he has a uh, a delightful personal musk. I, I am <laughs> so with you. I thank you because I think he would smell deliciously manly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, I mean, Jeremy Renner, I guess I just say him only because he's such a dink to his wife. Um, also, here's another one to throw uh, into Okay. Him. What do you guys think about Jared Leto? Oh, yes. yes. That's it. He's 48 years old. And he does that ep- that method crap that drives everybody crazy because he never comes out of character. I remember the Suicide Squad. Everyone hated him. Yeah. You know what? That's who it is. All right. We figured it out. Because he 
he was so nice to me. He was now we so... remember I remember that one clearly. He was He took both your hands and he was looked so at, lovely. At you. Well, so he's I looked good. very cute that day too. Yeah, you really did. Remember. Your hair was up. I and looked so. We pretty. had our rented dresses yes. from uh, Stephanie's on. Yes. Um, oh god, might have been the first year we weren't wearing Monique Lulier, and it was for Dallas for Buyers Noel. Club. Yeah. Oh gosh. No, he so was, he was working for his SAG. He, well, he was, probably won a SAG that he year. Was he beautiful. did. And he was with his mom. Yeah. He came with his mom. Oh gosh, he was so gorgeous. So, yeah, but maybe that's what it is, because I think when you um, go into the method acting thing and you don't take a break around your castmates, you would drive them crazy because he was such a weird freak playing the Joker in that movie. No one wanted to be around him. I thought he bought like rats and stuff and did all this weird stuff on the set. He did. He did. Because um, Margot Margot Robbie Robbie told us. I know we know she didn't like him. And she didn't tell us personally, people, but I feel like she would. <laughs> Just give her a chance, okay? <laughs> she hasn't called us yet today. I love her. I think she's such a good actress. Yeah. She oh, really gosh. Is. Anyway, I think you got it, though, Holly. I think. Yeah, uh, thank you. I think Jared Leto could be, could be the one. We got there. Yeah, we got there. I'm still trying to find Yashir Ali's, uh, you know, to see what all the people tweeted at him and if he ever confirmed it. But my God, this guy tweets a lot. There you go. He really is a prolific tweeter. Yeah, sure. He can't even get to watch. This holiday, whether you're making a Fred Meyer Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Fred Meyer has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup. So you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. The Venture X Card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.